Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That Podcast. We're on episode 19, and this one is going to be named, this one's going to be named Cancels and Claims, and I guess towards the end of the episode, we'll get into why I named that episode this. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much for your support on last week's episode where we were tackling, or at least coming up with some ways that we can relax, soothe ourselves, and get back to our self-care and taking care of ourselves. I want to actually come back and revisit that subject because I didn't realize that I had friends that worked in mental health and therapy and counseling and social workers and people who could give me gray gouge on other ways to officially go out there and seek therapy for yourselves and for you know, just gather information for people or in your family. So I do look forward to coming back, circling and hitting that topic again. And maybe this time having someone come on board who is an official point of contact that can give you further information on how to obtain therapeutic services for yourself and for your family and just to be able to take care of ourselves as a community. That's the biggest thing that I want to uh, go towards. Like, like I said last episode, just being transparent. That is something that I am seeking right now. And I feel like there's a lot of things that, you know, I could, I could be talking to somebody about just to make myself better and just to come to terms with a lot of stuff um, that's happened in my life. Things that I see on a, a day-to-day basis and uh, just really tackle those instead of running away from them. It's a constant conversation. So uh, for sure, we'll be coming back to the subject of therapy and self-care in the future. Looking forward to that. But again, I thank you for your support on last week's episode. Um, it's just good to see the feedback from you guys. And so I appreciate just anybody that's tapped in, that's listened in here and there, not listen all the way through, but they come back, you know, any way you get into the show, <laughs> I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I'm just so grateful for the amount of support that I've received since I restarted the podcast from last year. I just want to say before we get into some of these pop culture topics, make sure that you follow So There's That Pod on Instagram or IG, however you reference it. And also follow me at Keith the Kentucky. Facebook is fucking with me right now. They're not going to let me change my page name. And I'm not going to create a new one. So right now you can follow me at Keith the Kentucky, space K-E-E-T-H-A, Kentucky, um, on Facebook where you basically will get information on upcoming episodes and just my thoughts and opinions and maybe even a live here or there uh, when I don't have time to record and I just need to get my shit off. Um, I've used it for that before, but I don't know why I've appealed. Just a short rant (laughs) real quick. I have appealed Facebook several times at this point trying to find out why the fuck I can't change my name to, so there's that podcast on Facebook. So I, I get back the response saying that, well, you're bamboozling your your audience by changing the name because now it's directed to something else. I'm like, well, Keith the Kentucky is my name. So there's that podcast is my podcast. So why the fuck? Like I tried all sorts of, you know, I used all my big words, uh, screenshots, <laughs> different types of methods to show Facebook that I wasn't really out here trying to fuck with the people. Uh, and they still say, girl, no, thank you. So I still have my page says Keith the Kentucky. Maybe one day I just, I just don't want to lose the following that I have. You know, it's so hard to get people to like 
follow and like and and I don't want to be begging niggas for shit. <laughs> I don't. I want it to be organic. I don't want to feel like every time I address people that I got to say, "Hey, yeah, follow me. Um like my shit." You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I feel like if you fuck with me, you going to like my shit and you going to follow me regardless. And I don't want to have to tell people what to do. Isn't that weird to be in in, in this, you know, to be pursuing this <laughs> this art and be like, I don't want to tell people to follow me. Just know I feel like my who the fuck I am will draw you closer to me. As a matter of fact, in, in the words of my friend, Jamitra, shout out to you, girl. Again, I talk about her all the time. I'm just in all of her and her glow up and everything. She was talking about on a live this week um, about being magnetic. And uh, she was talking about, you know, you, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram. Everybody's chasing a bag. Everybody's trying to get to the bag. Everybody's trying to get that check. And she was just talking about, you know, flipping it, having a different mantra and, and and proclaiming yourself as being magnetic attraction law of attraction and she's very big on that and so um that's that's what I'm trying to be I'm trying to be magnetic out here I don't want to tell you guys to follow me um I, I hope that my energy brings you towards me and uh, that you just want to ride with me um on this journey of me talking shit about these celebrities and just having these one-to-one conversations with you guys I really appreciate it like I said the support uh so I'm focusing on again being being magnetic and attracting all the success here and not you know letting who I am work for me you know I guess. I feel like that's what she was trying to convey to me. If that's not what she was trying to say, that is how I absorbed it. So again, shout out to my friend. I really love you, girl. Anyways, so it's a long week. I forgot to go pick up alcohol from the store before I came home. I just, and what is, and it wasn't even a long week. It was just a long Friday. I went into this Friday optimistic and I came out feeling low-key defeated, but then I had a conversation with my husband, and, uh, you know, I kind of got back on track, and so I love my husband. (laughs) Thank you for believing in me when I don't believe in myself and pushing me and telling me that I got it. I fucking got it, and um, I just had to. I just have to tell people. I have to, you know, smell my flowers while they're here. And tell the people around me who encourage and support me um, while they're here in front of me. I have to do that. And I encourage you guys to do the same. Uh, it's just a long Friday. And so I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on this mic right now and just letting my shit rock right now. Um, we came off of a long holiday. Some of you guys did. Some of us did. Um, of Martin Luther King um, weekend or holiday. And we observed that, um, if you don't know anything about Martin Luther King, I can understand that because you know what? I asked my son, <laughs> not that I can understand that. If you're, if you're definitely a, a, an adult, I assume you to, to know a little bit about Martin Luther King, but for shits and giggles, I talked to my son and he's about to be seven this summer. And I was like, okay, so what did the teacher tell you about Martin Luther King? And he was very short with me, and that really fucked me up. So I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about Martin Luther King. (laughs) You should know, but if you don't know and you have children, please pass it to them because they're not learning this shit in school. 
All right. Um, this week we observed Martin Luther King, uh, born January 15th, 1929. April 4, 1968 is when he was assassinated. He was an American Baptist minister and activist, and he became most visible person when it came to the civil rights movement from 1954 until his assassination in 1968. He was born in Atlanta, and he was best known for advancing civil rights through nonviolent and civil disobedience. Um, that's the short, that's the long and short of it. Um, I just want to say he's our favorite person to use whenever we want to use um, reasons as to why, you know, when people be riding out in these streets, what would Martin Luther King say? And I'm here to let you guys know, um, totally respectful of our legend and somebody who has put so many things in place for me to do a lot of the things that I do today. Um, but I'm here to let you guys know and remind you guys that even though he was nonviolent, they still shot his ass too. And um, I'm, I'm here to just be honest about that. So whenever y'all want to, you know, share your memes and uh, all that stuff about Martin Luther King, I just want you to please realize that even though he did all these nonviolent things and he was trying to be peaceful and understanding and um get on the same level as these people so that they can understand and sympathize with us. Um, they still ended up um, shooting him. So um, thank you, Martin Luther King, for everything you've done for us. But also, uh, I would just like to pass the people, stop using him, <laughs> okay? Whenever you feel like you need to demean a movement or something like that. Can we stop doing that? I appreciate y'all if y'all won't. And also continue to teach your kids about black history um, in your house. If you don't know, teach yourself so you can teach your kids. This is absolutely something that's not being taught in schools. I uh, speak speak for that, speak to that um, as a personal experience. So just make sure we're, we're doing that as well. All right, y'all, we're going to move into the next segment and that's going to be our So There's That pop culture. Stick around. All right, y'all, we're going to jump right in. And the first thing I want to get into is my excitement. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm preparing my bank account right now. I'm getting my coins in order because the Cardi B about to be in Las Vegas, nigga shit. I got to be there with my girls. This is like an ultimate girls trip situation. I'm excited. And as usual, I'm just happy for Cardi B to continuously be making moves like this so early in her career. So first off, let me just let you guys know, Cardi B is going to be having a residency in Las Vegas. So it just seems like Las Vegas used to be kind of known as just being, it was a party town, of course. I think the last time I went, I was probably like 21, 22. But I, from what I visually saw, there was a lot of places for us younger kids to go at the time. You know, I'm I'm about to be 31 next month. But at the time, it just seemed like there were way more places. Maybe it was because it's casino oriented and things like this. I saw a lot more older people in Vegas than um, the people that were my age uh, at the time. So I think they're really trying to spruce up the tourism in Las Vegas and get a lot more young people out there because Although I think that Las Vegas is on everyone's hit list as far as a place to go to get shit faced, wasted on summer break or whatever case, bachelor's weekend, bachelorette's weekend. Um, I think they're really trying to go ahead and grab the younger audience there because um, 
Drake already has a residency there. And 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 when you think of residency, when I think of residency, I think about someone with these long uh, discographies and um, the fact that Cardi B, even with her one album, but all the popularity that she's generated, having this residency in Las Vegas is big. Like I, when I think of residencies, I think of Celine Dion. I think of fucking... I was imagining Beyonce up there, you know, old as fuck, having her residency. I know Mariah Carey had one and J-Lo. And I think that they're the reasons why it's they're seeing that that thing is starting to work, that people are actually purchasing these tickets to go see these people, these more current artists out here in concert. I feel like, yeah, like I think of Cher. I think of all sorts of older singers and entertainers. And now they're just trying to spruce up Las Vegas. I'm here for it. I just feel like I got one more trip in me before I really just settle down. And the fact that Cardi B (laughs) is that one person that's going to be in Las Vegas, I feel like I got to get my girls together. I got to corral up all the sisters and we gotta go and get to the money bag. Do you hear me? Like we've got to go see Cardi B shake ass in concert. I'm really excited about it. The Palms Casino Resort announced that Cardi B will kick off her first residency this spring at Chaos, a day club and nightclub to open up in April. And that's according to the Associated Press. Press. Cardi B will be joining G-Eazy as well as additional performers who will be performing and having residencies out there in chaos as well. Seems to be kicking off 2019 with a bang, like a solid bang. Like shit, like in a few weeks, she's going to be performing on the Grammys. She's hopefully going to take home at least one award of the five nominations that she's been granted like this year. She's really just kicking ass. I'm just looking forward to her just being this new artist, this new mom. She's got her fashion Nova. I'm just, when I look at Cardi B, I'm like, damn bitch, like really, I'm really out here for your growth and everything that you got going on. Like she just makes me happy and she's really out here just trying to, you know, take care of her family stay the same old regular degla schmegla girl that we all met and fell in love with on Instagram. I think we just didn't see the height of fame that she was going to be able to reach and obtain. But uh, it's just great to watch. It's good to watch no matter if you feel like, I know I know a lot of people are still butthurt over the fact that she don't write her own rhymes or she gets help with her own rhymes. But I don't give a fuck because regardless of whatever kind of lyricism she brings to me, that's not who I look to for lyricism. Y'all know who I look to for lyricism since we on that topic? Jermaine, he's just dropped a single called Middle Child and he's going to be releasing something called a project. I feel like it's a compilation slash a collaboration, a collaborative effort, bitch. I'm ready. My soul's ready. This is the artist I listen to when I need to feel something in my lyrics, when I need to feel something, when I want to, um, have to listen to something, uh, a, a second time around because I didn't catch how he said it the first time or the word flips or the, uh, double entendres. Like, J. Cole is that one. Cardi B, I want to shake ass. I want to have a great time with my friends. I want to um, have fun when I listen to Cardi B. So I'm excited for Cardi. And then just because I dabbled over into the J. Cole news, he's going to be releasing like, and I think this is the first time in about two albums or so that he's had any features. And um, I'm looking forward to it because to be honest with you, 
J. Cole was starting to piss me off because I just felt like he was intertwining the whole woke shit into his music just a little bit too much where I couldn't enjoy it. Music is my escape. And I talked to one of my friends on Facebook about this the other day. Um, and it was another fucking conversation about R. Kelly. But music is my therapy. It's how I get through. It is, it is just, it's just, it's my self-care, y'all. And um, I don't want to be reminded of everyday struggles when I listen to my favorite artists. So for a while, J. Cole, I just felt like he was in a dark and twisty ass place. And uh, he kept giving us this shit. That we all sick and tired of certain things going on <laughs> that I can't really, you know, I can't really say, be saying stuff. But he just kept inserting certain themes and topics into songs at random. And I was like, J. Cole, please, please, just please, let's talk about something. I, don't, I won't talk about dealing drugs at this point. I don't want to talk about this shit. I don't want to talk about it. But I understand the reasons. But um, that's just me coming from a place of being a very big fan of J. Cole. And um, when I listen to his music, even though I am amazed by how he just puts his words together in the wordplay, sometimes some of the things that he puts in our face, even though needed, I just was like, for a while, especially for for your eyes only, like that album was like, oh God, this is too emotional. I don't know how I'm going to get through this shit. It was a great album. And then we had um, KLD as well. Uh, and I was just like, oh God, and it was good. But like I said, he has ways of like, uh, there were, like I always talk to my friends about um, uh, Come Through and Chill, the Miguel record. And uh, he found a way to like... <laughs> <laughs> he felt a way to talk about the president in that rhyme where we're where the conversation is that we want to come through and chill because it's me and and this and and this nigga that want to chill with each other and you brought found a way to bring up this political subject in this fucking Netflix and chill ass motherfucking song. What are you doing? Sit down. I'm, I wasn't ready for that. So, so I'm hoping that with all these people that he's got, I saw K-Dot, I saw Big Crit, I saw Ari Lennox. These are people from his, you know, Jid, Earth Gang, all these niggas are from the Dreamville platform. But just to see him doing all this with different artists is a fresh, fresh breath of air for me personally, because we know that J. Cole can be standout on his own. I like to see him play against other people, and I'm definitely looking forward to Revenge of the Dreamers. Bitch, I, listen, I can't think of those kids on Instagram, but I am the kid. <laughs> if you've seen it, there's a video um, of this guy. He's like shooting dice with his friend. He's listening to 21 Savage, and then his homeboy busts through the door and said, hey, man, you heard J. Cole's about to drop that new shit? And he's like, oh, fuck you. You ain't... <laughs> What you mean? Whatever. And then he go back, you for real? <laughs> and then he starts getting into it with them. They're going back and forth. And he pretty much just said, you know, I was fucking around. I wouldn't even, I don't even like 21 Savage. I, I, you know, he's good, I guess. You know, you got to look for it. I cannot think of those kids, but they, they have a bunch of funny uh, videos that are out there. But getting back, you know, congratulations to Cardi B. I just had to go on a slight tangent about J. Cole, but since it was on the music range of things and it was fresh on my brain. I had to let you guys know about that as well. I'm excited for J. Cole. I'm excited for Cardi B. Oh, and as of recent today, I saw that they had tweeted each other. Bitch, what if they collaborate together? Oh my God. 
Do it. Do it, J. Cole. Do it, Cardi B. Belkali, bitch. Come on. Let's go. I'm ready. I need a good, um, you know, J. Cole ain't really good for a twerk record. You know what I'm saying? But y'all can do something slightly sexy type, like going towards, you know, in the morning. Get it in the morning. Like, but. You know, play on play, for the, you know, some shit. Ain't no nigga like the one I got. Do that. 2019 version. Foxy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help y'all come up with some ideas. I'm ready. I would, I feel like anybody looking at Cardi and Cole would look at that and think that's so, you know, opposite. But I feel like they find a way to make it work. And if y'all niggas is texting right now or something, please keep me in the loop, my nigga. I want that single. I'm trying to see that single be the beyond Cardi B's next album because I know she working on some shit or the the finalized Revenge of the Dreamer shit. And I feel like with Cardi B's whole story, she'd be a good fit for that album. Think about it, Jermaine. I know he wants to get with me so bad, but I told him that's disrespectful. <laughs> you can no longer disrespect my husband like this, Jermaine. Quit sending me this subliminal messages over your songs. I appreciate it. What we had is done. And I just I just think you need to focus on, you know, your family and stuff now. <laughs> Let me stop bullshitting. Let's move over to the next topic. and talk a little bit about Oscar nominations. Now... I used to be big on reviewing and doing live commentary for award ceremonies, but I just feel like, I don't know, something happened and it just started getting boring to me. But what I will say is, you know, the nominations for um, the Academy Awards were announced on Tuesday morning. And then some of the biggest news from nominations is that Black Panther, okay, became the first superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture Oscar, as well as six other nominations. So seven in total. Black Panther is officially the first superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Big fucking news. Um, Lady Gaga, I still have to go watch the movie. I ain't going to lie on you. I ain't going to front on you. If I'll be for, and thank you, God. See, I was about to go off track, but I'll come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to it. But I've been wanting to see um, A Star is Born. And uh, I just ain't going to go to the movie theater to see it. So I have to wait for it to come on demand. And I think it's going to be on demand here shortly. And I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to sit here and watch it and probably cry my eyes out because I feel like it's that type of movie where I'm going to get real down deep in my feels. And Lady Gaga can actually act a little bit. I watched her on American Horror Story Hotel, even though a lot of people hated on it. I just think she did a really good job on there. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching that movie and I'm sure that she did do well. She played opposite, um, Bradley Cooper. Yes. I had to remember. And, uh, he's just fine. He's fine. What a fine white man. Great A, of course. Yeah. And, uh, for, especially, I just think it's so cool when actors in general can, are so versatile when it comes to their art actors in general like Bradley Cooper's played in Hangover and now he's in this this role that it seems that he's playing a troubled artist and it's going to be very drama filled and then the crossover and be the um American sniper nigga like I I just enjoy an actor that is that um can it can play in any role and that is that's nice and he's a nice guy to look at too um, so congratulations to them. Um, 
I feel like Stars Born probably took away a lot of nominations as well. I didn't count them. Didn't get those for you. Another movie <laughs> because I just uh, I'm gonna watch it, but I just yeah, I'm really looking out for these black films <laughs> because we looking for representation, right? But I do fucks with like Lady Gaga, so I was just I you know I, I've been wanting to see that movie as well. Um, Regina King is uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in If Bill Street Could Talk, which is another movie I feel like I want to see. But is that even in regular-ass theaters? Y'all know somehow how some of these um, movies, they get nominated, but they're only like in very small screenings or only Sundance and you don't see them. Like, I don't know. if I'm not tripping. I know if Bill Street Could Talk has been out. I don't think I've had the opportunity <laughs> to go to the movies in a very long time, though, to even see if it's in showing anywhere. So that'll be another one that once it rolls around or on demand that I will pay $5 to see in the comfort of my own home. Um, the only thing I think of when I see if Bill Street Can Talk, and I probably should have you know, looked up what it's actually about. It does look like the black version of The Notebook. Or something like that. <laughs> and I've never seen The Notebook either. So, nigga, who is it? What is it about? It just looks like a young love story. And um, I'm a sucker for those. So, I might as well watch it whenever I get the opportunity. And, the you know, if I and whenever I get a chance to see it, that's when I will be watching it. Whenever I see the commercial, I think about that slowed down version of, um, um, oh, shoot. What is the name of just left my mind? Lauren Hill Fuji's La 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 La. Boy, I couldn't tell you the name of this song. If y'all know what song I'm talking about, why can't I think of it? Strumming my pain with the fingers. Killing me softly. Damn, nigga. Damn. <laughs> Shit, I'm getting old. God dang. I ain't even been drinking, so I don't know what that was. Y'all know I'm a music connoisseur up here. Like, I don't know what took me so long. But um, I know that commercial makes me, that every time I hear that song, I think of that commercial. So maybe I should pay attention. I'm very much one of those people that, unfortunately, will be looking down at my phone and I hear concerts, or not concerts, commercials on the TV. And then I finally look up one day and I was like, oh, that's a commercial for that? Does anybody else do that? Just me. Yeah, because my husband was like, that commercial comes on all the time. You're just not realizing that's a guy called commercial. I'm like, yeah, because I wasn't looking. I was looking down at my phone. I'm very, y'all niggas won't admit it. I'll admit it. I was looking down at my phone. <laughs> I'm cutting down my screen time in 2019. Don't judge me, nigga. Um, another noteworthy performance is um, Black Klansman, um, which had uh, Denzel Washington's son. Ugh, what's his name? John. John Washington? I don't know. It was a good movie. I saw it uh, Christmas break uh, on the plane. They had It was a featured movie on the plane, and so I got to watch it. It was actually pretty good. He he just acts just like his daddy. And I'm just, ah, it just it sounds just like him. And Denzel has a very, mm, he just has a very manly, smooth voice. And he, his son just took it. I, and I remember I was watching my... Um, watching Ballers with my husband. I think it airs on HBO. And uh, he's, I remember it like, again, looking down or looking, play with the kids or something and hearing him on the TV. And I'm like, is that Denzel Washington? And it's not, it's his son. So John, he has his middle name in there. It's John something Washington. 
And then I'm trying to think, is there any other notable people in, in that movie that I could think of? Not off the top of my head, sorry. But shout out to Spike Lee for finally getting his Oscar nomination. It's been a very long time. He's been putting out these awful ass fucking meaningful movies for all this time. And, and, and in 2019, when I believe the start of his career was like 86 or something like that. Um, congratulations. I know people give Spike Lee trouble. He has a very different point of view when it comes to his cinematography and the way he writes out and directs and all that stuff. But for me in this house, I enjoy Spike Lee movies. I, uh, I, yeah, I really play it easy when I'm thinking about, um, was it do the right thing? Some movies I just can't, I cannot rock with. So yes, we'll talk about that next. We're going to be talking about, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Green Book. (laughs) Where did I, I lost my whole train of thought. Green Book and Vice and a movie called The Favorite. They were also nominated for Oscars up there. Like I said, I'm only really checking for these black movies. So my apologies if I got a little lost. Cause I was like, what the fuck are these movies? I ain't seen no previews for them. But anyways, We're going to come back. I have a little bit of sad news to report, so I'm going to take a little break right here, and then we'll be right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. Um, I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to actually, like, speak on this news story or not, because I was like, oh, I don't want to take us from such a high to, like, extreme lows like this, but I I feel like I have to. It's kind of my duty to do that, and also, it's close to me because Louisville, Kentucky is my hometown, which is where the story originated out of. Um, There was a 10-year-old boy who committed suicide um, this past week, and I'm still in just shock, disbelief. Um, And and the reason why he felt he needed the in his life is because he was being bullied for wearing a colostomy bag. The young boy was uh, born with serious health issues, Um, Because his mom had been trying and trying and trying to get pregnant. And I think around her age, you know, having a baby at that point was complicated for her. And he was born with health issues. And um, he was forced to use his colostomy bag from the age of birth. So um, he's gone through, endured 26 different surgeries. Uh, He just wanted to be normal, according to his mom. And uh, on January 19th, he took his life. He went into his parents' love. And um, it was undisclosed. Um, It doesn't matter how he actually took his life. But his mom and dad went somewhere and came back and and found that his kid had, their their kid had committed suicide. That's a little hard to kind of talk about. But I just feel like I have to keep this. I saw pictures of him. He just looked like such a spirit and so beautiful and probably full of life and just wanted to understand um, why people were treating him the way he was being treated. And, and he couldn't, couldn't get any answers for that. And uh, when, when you don't have any reassurance or anything like that, it kind of seems like that's pretty much the only way out. And I wish he was just able to, to, to be able to find out, um, you know, what life's all about and ways to cope. And and not only that, the school needed to be held responsible. 
Um, according to his mom, there was issues brought up where he was getting choked out. He was being called the N-word and the school was involved, but they didn't take any action. And I feel like this is for real the reason why I don't know what the fuck is up with public schools or their systems or how they actually um, discipline these kids when they're in the schools bullying others. Um, and what are we doing as teachers? Are we turning a blind eye? How are we doing that? What are we doing as parents when we get those phone calls? Are we being defensive because we heard some shit about our kids? What are we doing when we hear that our kid is a fucking bully? Are we mitigating that? Are we taking care of that? Are we? I, I, I just don't understand how we let shit like this happen in schools. How are we not taking care of kids that are being bullied. I don't understand it, especially if it gets to a point where the teacher has, or the parent has to come to the teacher and the principal and the staff and have these meetings and the teacher and the staff are fucking in the loop about it. And they're not taking any precautions or trying to assist um, these kids. And I know from a kid's perspective, once you start getting all those people involved, sometimes it can make it worse. But at the same time, that's why these parents, the parents of bullies, especially y'all motherfuckers need to be the ones that's, um, you know, uh, being involved, getting your kid in some therapy or whatever, however disciplinary actions you feel you need to do. You need to be involved. You don't need to believe that your kid's an angel. You have to be open to the fact that your kid um, could be a fucking asshole out here. You do. I'm open to that. I am open to that. I feel like I know my kids, but I also know that um, you could be one way in your household and another way outside. I am willing. I'm that mother that if I ever get a phone call that my sons or my daughter are bullying somebody, I will follow them around the fucking school and and, and I, will, I will shadow the fuck out of my kids because that just will not happen. We, I'm not raising nobody's bullies. Love your kids at home. Treat them how to treat other people, how to be nice to people, how to be respectful, how to not take no shit, of course, but to absolutely not bully. I, it just the story is so disappointing, especially once it got y'all. Obviously, once it, it it turned for me, once I found that the school was involved with already knowing that this kid who already has health concerns is being bullied. And nobody did nothing. So I think she's going to take action on the school, which she should. That's not going to bring her kid back. Um, But they definitely need to be held accountable if they knew anything about it and they didn't go um, through hell and high water to try to protect that kid or help him get transferred to another school. It shouldn't get to that. Really, we're dealing with elementary school kids at this point. And, uh, if we don't know how to handle that, that's crazy to me. If we don't know how to handle that in-house. But it takes a village. It really does. <laughs> if you have been told that your kid is a fucking bully, you probably need to accept. Be open to mediation and, and talk to your kid. And then make sure that they know that they need to apologize for their actions and change their ways. I don't know. It sounds simple. It does um, what I'm saying. But... I don't know. I haven't come into that. I'm not, I, I could never, I could never imagine my son feeling that way or being that way. And I just, I don't know. Oh God, I hate, 
I hate this news story, um, but I just I need, I felt like I had to say it. I had to Carrick. What was it? Carrick Elementary. Yeah, you motherfuckers need to figure it out. Whatever the fuck, y'all need to figure it out. Let me read a little bit. Let me say, even in elementary school, Seven was a victim of bullying in September. The boy claimed that he was called the N-word by another student on a bus ride home. When he refused to fight the bully, he was choked. And the little boy said, quote, oh, Lord, I can't, uh, I still can't get him choking me out of my head. So he had been on the news and everything, talking to everybody they could find in order to figure out what they was going to do about this bully situation. He told WHAS, which is our local news station, about him being choked. So he made this as public as being on the local motherfucking news. Wow. Wow. This is, yeah. Mother says um, the ball was dropped. Um, it wasn't that the school board didn't have these tools. They just weren't at the school. Um, it wasn't um, that they didn't have the tools to help the victims of bullying. They just weren't there. They weren't used. Wow. Wow. I don't know. JCPS need to do something. I know I got, you know. And that might be a friend to some of my actual friends, but um, figure it out. We cannot have 10-year-old kids out here killing themselves because they don't know how to deal at school, on school bus. We can't. We cannot. We have to do something. And that was just, that, that was a story that fucked me up this week. Messed me up. To know, yeah. No. Wow. Moving on. Jeez, let's talk about these stupid-ass celebrities again. I just want to say rest in peace to Seven. I'm so sorry, baby. Damn. Oh, God. Um, what do I want to talk about? This is going to lead me into my conversation. Let's take a, let's take a quick break. Let's, let's come back. Let's come back. All right, y'all. I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure that a beep in between segments isn't going to wipe away the heaviness from last segment, but bear with me. We're going to talk about these funky-ass celebrities all the time. And I just want to start by talking about Taraji. Taraji has a movie out, obviously, right now, so probably a little bit more on, on social media than she usually is. I feel like I've never really heard her. Um, into, she got married sometime last year, or she got proposed to last year as you were so I haven't really heard nothing from her since she got proposed to and now she has a movie about to come out so you know niggas gotta start wilding out and letting us know what they funky ass opinions are and uh this weekend what's your funky ass opinion Taraji let us know that you know <laughs> she went down deep into her Instagram stories and let us know that you know, even though there is a mute R. Kelly movement right now, that why isn't why isn't there a mute Harvey Weinstein thing? I just wanna I mean, first things first. Harvey Weinstein is not a singer. So for us to mute any of his art is kind of like, um, I'm sure we could do that. Taraji, <laughs> cookie, girl, what are you talking about? Second off, why are you deflecting? Can we not do this? Why anytime we bring up some of the shit, valid claims 
and allegations and confirmations about this nigga. Why y'all gotta bring up how other white niggas ain't been called up? Do y'all just wanna fucking do y'all's dirty, nasty, illegal, criminal shit to y'all self and let us not bother you the way y'all feel like people ain't bothering these white celebs? Is that the case? Like, what? Let me know. Let a nigga know. Like, why are we? Why are we battling these these facts? Just to say, oh, y'all ain't fucking do this to Woody Allen, and he's still trash. I don't watch no Woody Allen shit. I I could tell you what his last motherfucking movie release was. I barely knew who fucking Harvey Weinstein was. I know who fucking R. Kelly is because nigga, they made me sing "I Believe I Could Fly" long time ago, fifth grade graduation and shit. I know that nigga. I don't know these other white niggas. And y'all don't neither, so shut up. Y'all trying to act like, well, y'all don't do the same thing. Stop making excuses for the people who are doing wrong. We talking about, we on task, we on subject right now. We talking about R. Kelly. All right, if there is a mute R. Kelly hashtag out there, we wouldn't talk about muting nobody else but that motherfucker. If you felt the need to mute some other nigga that dibbles and dabbles and goddamn directing, don't have shit to do with muting, a turn of the motherfucking volume down, girl. Then that's on you. Look dumb for yourself. But don't include us, Taraji, girl. What are you doing? Sit down. I wanted to go see this movie, but between you and Erica Badu, shut the fuck up this week. And it's just like uh, my friend Ty said, it would behoove you motherfuckers to just shut up. We don't need y'all's personal opinions about shit. Um... Sometimes, sometimes, I guess, celebrity endorsements can mean things. You know, <laughs> I remember when um, Beto, was it Beto Royk? Roy, uh, was it? I can't say his last name. He was running for, was it Senator? Oh, God, don't, don't judge or don't judge me. He was running for some shit in Texas, y'all. Shit, my brain hurt right now. Tired, niggas tired, had a long week. But, uh... <laughs> Beyonce didn't like endorse this nigga until like the very last minute, like voting was almost done. And I was like, girl, like if you was gonna post this, she probably should have posted it like a few days ago or something like that. So niggas would be like, oh, Beyonce, like this nigga Beto, then we should vote for Beto. And sometimes that shit work. So celebrity endorsements work sometimes. But in this case, this public conversation about R. Kelly against the world, if you ain't contributing to you know, the facts, then shut up. Cause you gonna look like the minority and we is gonna jump on you. We as in motherfucking black Twitter, because black Twitter gonna always get you. They gonna catch you. You gonna think that you was just riding the wave. You can just get hitting that timeline and, and nobody was gonna peep that you said some dumb shit. But uh black Twitter's finna let you know that you fucked up. So a lot of people call themselves canceling Taraji. I don't quite cancel. I just think she's dumb. Same thing with Erica Badu and everything's love and light and shit. Like some things she got to cut it. Like Sage can't fucking fix everything, girl. Paulo Santo is just not going to clear up a pedophile. Like we just can't. Sipping tea is not going to make shit more pure and clean for us and give us clarity, Erica. Erica, please, girl. I just ah, I want you to get it together. She's she's all love and light about the situation, and 
it's just certain things. I understand where y'all coming from, where y'all trying to be forgiven about niggas, but this, he has literally 30 years of doing the same raggedy ass shit and causing and inflicting harm on people for all these years. And I just don't think at this point, there's no excuse. This nigga is well into his forties at this point. And he does it because we let him get away with it. And he knows it's wrong. That's why he's been covering up and paying these niggas all these years. Um, so, and having these NDAs and all sorts of shit. Like, we know there is ominous omni- vibes. Hopefully, I said that right. Ominous vibes about R. Kelly and this his whole entire legacy now. It just is because just knowing that he wrote shit about the people that he was with and all that stuff. I just can't separate it no more. I just can't. And I don't understand anybody trying to verbally like speak up for this band, like loud and proud at that. Like if you listen to R. Kelly still, I, I listen, I don't even fucking judge y'all like that because just keep it to yourself. Don't be fucking proud. <laughs> don't be proud about listening to R. Kelly in 2019, bro. Like you just can't. I just want, I understand what music means to people. For me personally, I can't listen to R. Kelly no more. But if somebody felt like there was a specific song that links them, makes them think about some shit, I feel like I can relate to that reasoning. I feel like I really can. Um, But fortunately for me, there's no R. Kelly song that I feel like, oh my God, if I never listen to this song again, I just, I may die. It's just, I don't feel that way about R. Kelly, thankfully. Uh, but I know that some people have that type of bond to memories and music. And I don't, I don't, I personally just don't judge people if that's the case. Now, if you you niggas is doing Armstrong <laughs> stretches or, um, you know, on that, excuse me, y'all. Y'all know what this alarm's for? Birth control that I don't have right now. Pray for me. I don't want no more. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, and don't ask me why I take it so late. I think the first time I took it was like 9 15. So that became the move, the vibe, um, the action. I don't want to get knocked up no more. Thank you. Appreciate it. Send it off to God in the universe and let them know I'm good. I'm trying to get this six pack. But anyway, we canceling Taraji. Are we? I'm not. I mean, y'all is. I, you know, that's what we're going to lead up into that. Um, the next story, and this is going to be the last of the pop culture news is Chris Brown, Christopher Maurice Brown. I woke up early Tuesday morning and had some errands to do. And I, you know, I opened up my, my shade room post, um, besides the fact that Shekinah and some random nigga that makes miracle drops for niggas with bad edges, they was going back and forth all day. And uh, in between all that madness, I got to see the fact that uh, Chris Brown was over in Paris hanging out with white ladies and shit and then got accused by one of them for rape. And I know she is. I just know it. I feel it in my spirit, feel it in my bones. I know it. I feel like Chris Brown needs to slow down. He needs to slow down. So when I first heard the news, let me just put it to you straight like this. He was um, He was arrested for rape in Paris, okay? Tuesday. And when I first heard the news story, so I I just really took it easy on social media. I didn't post anything about Chris Brown that day. I didn't post nothing. Um, and the reason why I didn't, and the reason why I said white ladies, 
Listen, just bear with me real quick because I'm going to give you a background. Last year or two years ago, maybe, um, Chris Brown was accused of holding um, a white lady hostage within his house. And the police had was doing a standoff and it was a lot of crazy shit going down. It was really crazy. I was like, what is going on? Because I remember TMZ had their stuff outside. They had their news crew outside and it was real crazy. And what it came out to be is that the girl was lying the whole time. Like she was making it out to be like she was kidnapped or held hostage or some shit within Chris Brown's mansion. And uh, that all just seemed to not really be the case. And I just feel like, to be honest, listen here, I'm not making any excuses for Chris Brown. I think that he's got a lot to work, a lot of work to do. And I wish he would just focus and fucking do the work. He ain't going to do it though. Um, but I think that a lot of people hold the Rihanna incident uh, over his head, um, given, you know, it was a very traumatic and shitty fucking thing. And he's a shitty person for doing it. Um, but I just feel like at this point, if Rihanna has forgiven him, they didn't been to therapy, they friends, they say hi bye to each other. I ain't holding on to that hurt. What, what am I holding on to her for? I don't I hold on to that. Um, it, it is what it is. I just, I just know Chris Brown. I know he has probably the capability to slap somebody outside the head again. Ugh. To be real about it. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It, I just always hate that that happened. Um, but I'm always just going to recognize Chris Brown as being a real bum for that whole fucking thing. And I always just wanted Chris Brown. Like I said, he came in, he gave me my soundtrack to my teenage love, heartbreak. Chris Brown self-titled was my shit. You understand me? I went through my first breakup. I was listening to Your Man Ain't Me on fucking repeat, thinking that some other uh, fly nigga was going to swoop me up after this nigga did me wrong. And Chris Brown was there for me like nobody else was. <laughs> But then, you know, I, I went off to boot camp. I came out. He gave us, he gave us exclusive. And then he did the double mint fucking commercial and forever and all that shit. And he was dating Rihanna. Everything's great. It's fucking amazing. And I'm like, this nigga's the second coming of Michael Jackson. He might not got the pipes, but he had the fucking dance moves and shit like that. He had the stage presence. He was really giving us that. He was going to give us innocent Christopher Maurice Brown. And he was going to slowly maybe move his way into being a bad boy, but not in the way that he was like shoomed into that shit after the Rihanna incident. So in 2009, 2009, excuse me, he um, he got arrested for domestic violence with Rihanna, terroristic threats, all sorts of shit, right? And uh, it just seems like after that, he was just like, there's no coming back for me. There's no way I could fucking beat this. I'm not going to be able to shed this, this thing that I have on my back now. I will never be able to do it. So I feel like he just played on the fact that even though I don't find beating up a woman, a bad boy, like image to obtain. But I feel like that's the approach they took. That's the only way he could. Bitches was still rocking with Chris Brown. And he continued to do this. He took on this bad boy persona. Next thing you know, all of his songs is not sweet and loving anymore. And they're more raunchy and 
you know, we was living for it. Chris Brown is doing, he's still very, he's making very great hits at this point in his career, even after, that's 10 years after this incident. But I really think that he played to the tune of being a bad boy of R&B, of being the, let me put your panties to the side. He's not, he's not talking about, your man ain't me no more, girl, stop tripping. And then you got him in, that was my shit, for real. But he, he, he loves it. And and so he's just, I feel like he's been around the wrong people. The nigga thinks he's a blood now. Like, what are you doing? Why you got all these tattoos? Why you look like Elder Barge? Like, I want, I want Christopher to take one of those belly, sincere trips to Africa, get his life together. You know what I'm saying? With his girl, whatever new Blasian beauty of the week he got on his arm. Because he can't get Karushi back. So, um, whatever, you know, cause he ain't never going to do one of us. Sorry, girls. I know y'all been waiting. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I, I've been wanting Chris Brown to get it back together. And I feel like he just, cause keeps putting himself in these situations where he does not allow himself room to grow whatsoever. Like these rape claims, it's very easy for somebody to be like, well, I always knew that this nigga was one shit. And, um, yeah, it's easy for us to make that claim. It's, nobody knows what to think about your motherfucking ass no more. Like, we just don't. But me, I chose to sit back and just let me let me let the media work their magic. We're going to figure out the, the shit. Because for real, deep down in my spirit, I was like, I don't think the nigga did nothing. I don't think he did anything. I know he's crazy. I know now if they would say he backhands somebody shit, maybe I would have been like, yeah, it seemed like something that Chris Brown would do. But I just think that, to be honest, and jokes aside, I feel like that royalty really did give him some kind of stability. And he really is working towards being a good father and a good example. I don't know how much he could gain from that right now. And it's just being who he is. And he chooses to continue to make dumbass fucking mistakes and decisions and stuff sometimes. But to be fair... I haven't heard anything about Chris Brown in a long time. So um, that leaned me more to the side of, I don't think he did anything. So it came out later on that he didn't, that there were witnesses and, um, you know, the charges were dropped. He was released. He was able to come back over to the U.S. And so I was happy for him, but, you know, the allegations are still there. People know how to make things disappear. People know how to make people say what they got to say. And um, that's all I'll say on that. I'm just hoping that this nigga just real value. I hope he goes into his 30s. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's turning 30 this year. I want him to go into his 30s with new understanding and and gain a little weight. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe if he gains too much weight, he can't do no more flips. Maybe that's why he's trying to get skinny so he's aerodynamic. I don't know what the fuck. But... I just want Chris Brown to get it together. And it seems horrible out of all this. You know, I'm reporting the fact that Chris Brown got arrested in Paris and was found, you know, was released ultimately to, and I feel like the allegations are still being worked out. So I don't want to, you know, demean like whoever the possible victim is. I don't want to discredit them. But from what I am gaining from all the information that I've read up on is that he's innocent. Right. So, I, you know, from saying all this, I should be more on on Chris Brown's side as it pertains to this news report. News report, but uh, I just I just want you to get your shit together. I want you to get better people on your squad, on your team, people to tell you no, 
from time to time, maybe. And I just feel like you might be in a better place. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like you just need a, um, you need a new cast in your life. You know how like Real Housewives of Atlanta is overdue for some new motherfucking people to spice up your life. Chris Brown needs new people. I don't know. I don't know. Get them out of your life. Do better. And and be more selective about the people who absorb your motherfucking energy, Chris. Because these niggas is absorbing that motherfucking check and nothing else. And not giving you anything else in return. So I wish you I wish you would for royalty, okay? I wish you would do that. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we named the show Claims and Cancels for a reason. Uh, topic, topic of the day. It's going to be social canceling. I brought this up on my Facebook page. We're like how we just talked about Taraji P. Henson, um, being canceled for some of you guys for the comparison to, from R. Kelly to Harvey Weinstein. Some of you guys canceled her for that said, you know, I, I can't fuck with you no more. So you are therefore canceled. That has been a new concept and theme over the next or over the last two years or so is that when we get up and tired with our favorite celebrities, we cancel them or at least for the time being, because I feel like no cancel is a real cancel. We'll not, we're not officially really canceling these niggas. They're still getting this work, these coins, these streams and all that stuff. Stop playing with me. But for the time being, because like I said, it's a trendy type of thing to say that you've canceled someone. That's what we've been doing. So I posed a question to my friends and some people that follow me on Facebook. Are you participating in social canceling? Under what conditions? What's the straw that breaks the camel's back for you? Are we overusing this term? And who have you canceled? Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I should have posted this on the So There's That podcast page on Instagram. Again, that's at there. So, so There's That Pod. Or my Keith the Kentucky page, because I probably would have garnered a little bit more of a response. But here's what I've got so far. Um, my friend, he's also made comments on the show before, Rashid Gabriel. It seems like a solid comparison. Um, is what he said. Um, and I think he's thinking more so about the Harvey Weinstein and the R. Kelly thing, which is not. And I have so many great friends that come on and school these folks. <laughs> I feel bad because I really step off to the side and just let you get read. I hope you okay with that. Like I'm only going to step in if if one of my friends accidentally read my mama, that's the point that I got I to gotta block you. But everybody else, my sister, stuff like that. Like, y'all ain't gonna talk to my fam fam, no kind of way, but everybody else, y'all gotta be able to, y'all, reading is fundamental, right? Y'all just gotta know how to come up with these facts and, and get it together because my friends, I have friends I've met before, I have friends I haven't met before, but I'll tell you what, the friends I keep, I learn from, they teach me so many things. And if there's something that I'm off, you know, subject with, or if I'm off color on something, then they, they will all, they will come in and definitely let me know where I'm fucking up. And uh, you know, that's when I got like, okay, you know, I was like, uh, you was right. You was right. But now I definitely stand my grand if, grind, ground if I have a separate opinion or whatever. For the most part, I have friends who grow me, you know what I'm saying? That, oh, that's what a word. 
Do you have a friend that grows you? I hope you do. Um, so I don't think there's a solid comparison whatsoever, Rashid. I know you really out here trying. Uh, he he gave me some really colorful thoughts about R. Kelly a few weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, I don't think you can compare those whatsoever. Like I said, you can't mute Harvey. And Harvey's actually being brought up on charges. He's about to get on trial for fucking rape. Like, we've actually taken action with making sure this nigga doesn't do anything to anybody else or at least we've highlighted him as being a sexual predator at this point with some of you guys can't even fucking decide whether or not r kelly is now you guys want to coddle him and say oh he was hurt so he gets to hurt other people we gotta pick a side nigga like first and foremost well let me get to some more of these comments <laughs> um my friend uh, jamisha uh, why is there a unification for cancellations, not business situations? Did I chant on my inner Dr. Dyson? Uh, it's a little off subject, but I, I could see why. I, I, it's easier to say you don't fuck with somebody whether or not you don't fuck with a business. A lot of people, when we're talking about these bigger brands, Nike, uh, other, uh, you know, white corporations, basically. Um, some of y'all don't realize that a lot of these corporations... Um, we definitely could buy black a lot of the time, um, but <laughs> under a means of almost survival, it's like some stuff we don't have no choice but to buy through white corporations. And there's a whole layered situation in that. I'm sure one of y'all could read me for dirt for that, for saying that, but I just honestly, that's why I feel like Walmart targets and shit like that. Like, well, nigga, where am I supposed to? Come on, like, hold up. Wait a minute. Let's chill out. But that was a little off subject. Let's stay on <laughs> the topic. My friend Yami said, if people pay attention, she said all of them need to be locked out, locked up. Ooh, sorry, y'all. She put out a tweet saying that he was guilty and needed to be muted. Now someone completely defending him saying that it isn't wrong. Yeah, I have a problem with that. So it depends on the situation. My friend Shem said, um, uh, she said that after people dragged her, <laughs> she remembered she had a movie coming out. She definitely did. She was like, hey, man, listen, I definitely... Like, I said what I said, but at the same time, he definitely needs to be locked up. Yeah, that's when you got to bite your words, girl, because you realize you got to get this box office together. Why are you out here speaking willy-nilly? It's like I said already. Um, Let's see. My friend Jess said, I'm confused. What's the point with the, uh, what's wrong with the comparison Baidu is canceled? I, like I said, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I guess I haven't really canceled anybody in my book. I have canceled for sure. I think my one and only cancel right now is R. Kelly. I just can't. I can't fuck with that nigga no more. I'm Francia. Um, the entire mute R. Kelly hashtag was because he's a singer. Weinstein got SoundCloud. <laughs> Weinstein got a SoundCloud that Me Too or Time's Up hashtag. I have plenty posts about him. Um, Taraji's IG story was pointless and proves that she doesn't actually care about what's going on with either situation. To answer your question, I cancel enablers and the abusers, related or not, famous or not. Definitely agree with that. It's harder for me. I ain't going to lie. I, like I've said about musicians and shit, it's, it's a little harder for me, and I can admit that. Um, let's see. 
like I said, my friend Ty said it will be who of celebrities to shut the fuck up about these situations because many of them are trying to speak out, but it's only making things worse. Concur. Um, my friend Amani, and also check out her podcast with her friend Save the Date. It's about dating, conquest, and maneuvering through situations I have no clue about anymore. I haven't even got to touch a motherfucking Tinder. But check out her podcast as well. Amani says, uh, my actual thoughts are that no one has successfully been collectively canceled. So that outrage over it is silly to me. And even when people are like, well, Corsette Michelle, it's always someone who never listens to her music or attended a concert of hers in the first place. I think shunning people publicly is useful, though. Nothing wrong with canceling people and refusing to support someone with values and behaviors that you can't get behind if they are being harmful. Now, that is very, that, that's the most solid response I think I received on um, my comment post um, because. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'm going to read off a few more. What I said is Chris Brown's latest allegations were the ones that got me thinking about this. The conversation switched from Monday to Tuesday. That is if you hadn't already canceled him over previous incidents. Like for instance, Chris Brown, a lot of people canceled Chris Brown when he got into the shit with Rihanna. But when the news story initially came out about him being arrested for rape, a lot of people were on board already. He's a shit bag. What an evil dude. I knew he was going to do this. I knew he was going to end up in jail. And then the next day, uh, uh, crickets, nigga. Like, they said, he's out of jail. Allegations are still there, but um, charges have been dropped. They let this nigga go. And now you didn't hear nobody take back their words. Everybody eating up their shit. So it was kind of crazy um, how people are so easy to to cancel Chris Brown. Like I said, if you hadn't already. And then have to eat their words the next day because they didn't get clarification after the fact. Anyways, continue with that. Anthony says, the group think of it all bothers me. If you don't want to listen or give attention slash money to anyone or to someone or something, don't. Don't implore others to do the same. Mm-hmm. My friend Nye says she's right, though. People still going to watch movies that he's made. Where's the lie? They say Harvey Weinstein has been thanked in Oscar speeches more than God has. His pockets is still getting lined. And cancel culture is a figment of social media's imagination and ignorance. The amount of people that get canceled just for having the thought that steam non-progressive is wild. People seem to not know what the actual human experience is like. I told him that I really appreciated that comment and this is why. Um, canceling has become more of a protest vice a personal proclamation. When folks cancel, they're expecting you to follow suit. And if you don't, you're probably going to get canceled too. And like I said, this is a big reason why I don't cancel people or I don't announce that I've canceled somebody. Um, if I don't fuck with them, I just don't fuck with them. I don't feel a need to announce that I don't fuck with somebody. Uh, but to piggyback on what Am- Amani said, I think that it is... Sometimes we need to be able to say, no, you did something bad and I don't fuck with you out loud. 
um, publicly shunning other people to, to, to let them know that we see you for who the fuck you are, but not so much as trying to gain, uh, this, this community of people behind you. So y'all all can fight the motherfucking power. I just don't think, you know, personally, I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to say that I cancel somebody so somebody else can cancel them as well. I'm canceling them. Cause I don't fuck with what they say or what they believe in. So it is, it is, uh, it's, it could, it can go back and forth. But, um, my friend Nicole said, I'm definitely participating. Anyone on my timeline defending R. Kelly got deleted. Some were family. No fucks given. Erica Badu's canceled, deleted her off of all my playlists and the list goes on. Um, and then we got into more conversations about R. Kelly. Ugh. I am so over the conversation about R. Kelly. Um, like I said, I, I connect and heal and create through music. And so it's hard for me if there's any songs that I might hear. And that's why I was telling, I was uh, on Instagram the other day and I was like, dog, Chris Brown, look, you've already gave me, given me one strike, one thing that I could really like not fuck with you about. But uh, I've continued to support you. Not going to lie. I have continued to support Chris Brown following the 2009 incident um, with Rihanna. Because that first album. Look, Chris Brown's first album. I just can. Like, y'all can. If y'all can, I feel like good on you. But I feel like that <laughs> that album was a part of me. And from 15 to 16 years old, I needed that for me. Um, not even that. I'm giving them too much. 16, 17 at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it just brings back good memories for me. And I have to have those things. So when we're talking about the subject of canceling, I just feel like it's such a trendy thing to do right now. Although I think it can be purposeful from time to time. Um, because we need to let people know, like R. Kelly, that we see you, nigga. Like, we see you doing these bad things. You are motherfucking canceled. And um, maybe maybe in, in cases like R. Kelly, really, when you're doing these illegal, criminal, crazy things, um, you need to be canceled. You need to be um, absolved of your privilege to to create sometimes, even in a sense, especially if you're using your art as a means to, um, still violate your victims, like R. Kelly, like you're writing songs about your times with people. And, uh, every time they hear those songs, they have to relive the shit that they went through. That is crazy to me to even think about that. And then even just thinking about it, I might sound a little bit of hypocritical because I, you know, I might not be holding Chris Brown to a higher standard, even, uh, or on the same level as R. Kelly, even though he did some fucking horrible shit. It's just me with, I guess, music. Like, I just, maybe it's because I wasn't as big of a fan. I guess I'm trying to be like, look in the mirror right now. I could be a shitty person for saying that. And I, I guess I'm, I'll, I'll be that, <laughs> I guess. But I just don't, I don't think Chris Brown and R. Kelly are on the same level when it comes to those things. Now, if he would have whole ass raped somebody and no pun intended, or was I trying to do no word flip on that? Um, if he did, I probably would have to 
give up his music would be harder. But knowing that he had a domestic incident with Rihanna and kind of figuring out the backstory to it and her kind of like co-signing it, I just, is y'all going to judge me? I don't know. Y'all might and y'all can. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like we we cancel a lot of people for some small shit sometimes. Uh, but you are you you're entitled to your your feelings and how you feel and I just don't think people should go around like asking people what their opinion is and then saying oh fuck I'm canceling you because you don't agree with me or you don't have the same thought process some things like I guess I keep coming back to R. Kelly even though I would love to not have to say his name ever again I just feel like I can't um with those things. I feel like comments here and there, something like that, I can get over that. I can get over that. And I'm just not willing to cancel a person in their entire uh, a life's work <laughs> because they said something I didn't either agree with, uh, unless those words are in pertain, like pertain like race or some hot ticket items. But I just see people all over the black titter, Twitter. Titter? Titter? Black Twitter just canceling people up and down. And I just don't, I just, I just feel like it's become a trend at this point. So that's the biggest thing coming from this episode. I kind of want to touch base. I really wish I would have got a little bit more, um, you know, listener opinions on it. Maybe got a few voicemails regarding that from a different perspective, but that's kind of how I feel. I'm really, as you could see, probably <laughs> by the time you got to the end of this, I'm all over the place when it comes to canceling. Like I'm kind of here for it, but at the same time, just like, I ah, give niggas a break to have their own fucking feels and their own things or whatever. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about that. I guess we're going to close out the episode. I had a good time this episode. I just wanted to uh, thank y'all again for your support. And, you know, hold me down like you always do. Hold me down. I really fucks with it. And I can't wait to provide new content to you guys. I've been thinking about monetizing, uh, monetizing the podcast. I wasn't sure yet. I just wanted to continue to be as authentic as possible. And I feel like when you add in an ad there, it's just like, hey, it's like it's like me shaking a motherfucking cup. <laughs> I don't know why I'm act- acting so bashful. But um, I was thinking about that. I'm really looking forward to um, going to um, this book signing for T. Marie. Like I said, I talked about her book last week. Um, I'm going to mention it again this week because I'm excited for her. And it's going to be, again, it's going to be The Warrior Code. It's by T. Marie Hannibal. And it's basically a key to unleashing the badass inside of you. So make sure you check out Amazon. You can pre-order her book. It's supposed to be released on February the 5th. And it's going to be available Barnes & Noble, Audible. Any place you can purchase a book, I'm pretty sure you probably will be able to find it there. But start with Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and Audia. uh, audible first. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, again, I do have, um, the, so there's that podcast at gmail.com. So I'm accepting listener letters, 
uh, anonymous letters for advice um, or just any kind of topics or even ads for your business. If you need, if you have an online store or anything that you would like me to try to garner some attention towards for you, please send me a short script. It just helps me. As y'all see, I'm trying to wet my whistle and just make sure that I'm um, able to read clearly for you motherfuckers. And um, so sending my scripts not only helps you for reaching a um, a larger um, group of people, but it helps me for being able to read off different ads and things like that as I prepare for a life in radio, fingers crossed, sending that off to the university. I will be a radio host. I will be somebody well-known. Y'all going to remember my motherfucking name. And hopefully it won't be Keith the Kentucky. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need to come up with a new moniker, y'all. Like I just feel like Keith the Kentucky ain't gonna cut it. I I keep and and in closing, in closing, I keep the name Keith the Kentucky for the very reason I told you guys about last week. When people talk to me, they don't assume that I come from Kentucky. Me associating my name with Kentucky lets you guys know that we we are the fuck out here. We're everywhere. You're going to find us. Yes, Black people exist in Kentucky. I am one. All right? <laughs> On that note, we're going to check out. I appreciate it. Thank you for the support. So there's that.